It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Joe Burrow attends the most high-profile summer party there is, I think. Must be because I know it exists. We're going to talk about that, what his stat line could look like in 2023 and more. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine, back from a little break for the 4th of July. And if you celebrated, hope you got to enjoy something nice with a little day off in the middle of the week. And if you didn't, well, we're back for you as well, if you're not in the United States or if you had to work well. We're back on schedule today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts, and that makes it really easy to become one of those first listeners. If you make us your first listen every day, we really appreciate you. And the Everydayer Club, we just did a couple of narrative fact or fiction episodes with John Sheeran. We have some Brian Callahan content. That was also last week, right? Yeah, last week for you to go catch up on if you miss those episodes. And today we're going to dive into... A little bit of a mailbag. We're going to start with some Joe Burrow-related questions as we do and then get into expectations for Miles Murphy and a, a little bit of a fun question about, you know, if the offense play the defense for a full game and we'll have to come up with some sort of scoring system, who would win? Because defense doesn't score a ton of points, even if they do score some points. Uh, so we'll need to figure out the scoring system for that. But, James, let's start with the biggest – News for people who don't cover the Bengals about a Bengal, which was Joe Burrow's attendance at a very prestigious, famous people party, which uh, I don't remember ever seeing in any news before, which the fact that Joe Burrow's there, I guess, makes it noteworthy. And and that's Goose's question, Goosey513, with Joey V making an appearance at the all-white party in the Hamptons. Does that make him the highest-profile Bengal 
of all time? Yes. I mean, that, that's the answer is yes. And, and you could say, all right, well, Anthony Munoz might be more popular, you know, if you pulled every American or every football fan. But at some point, it will be Burrow. And you look at social media, you look at his pool there. Uh, Ocho was the king of Twitter. We know what Twitter's doing or not doing right now. So who knows how long that's even there. And so Joe Burrow dominates that IG space. And, and so, yeah, I, I think so. I think if he's not there yet, he will be. And certainly currently, and it's not particularly close. And man, this white party was insane. I mean, the the stars that were there was pretty wild. I mean, from Tom Brady, you want to th think football, Tom Brady was there. Odell Beckham Jr. was there. And Beckham, say what you want about him. He's arguably the biggest star in the league when you look at his international popularity as well i mean he's huge very very popular on social media and, and then all the other stars that were there too so no i, I think joe burrow's on his way and uh what do you think about his look let's do it everyone's seen those photos now by the time they they heard this what do you think about the fit i don't really have thoughts man this is this is not my oh this is perfect for you you're not just x's and o's you're all about the fit come on jake let's this go is, this is not my strong suit. i don't i don't know what you wear to a white party he was wearing all white which i appreciated i saw some photos well he still had the wristbands on he those wristbands on never come he never on. takes those wristbands off that it man never is gonna off. wear those wristbands always he better wash them those things probably smell i assume they're pretty easy to wash you just, just hit just them like up with a, a lot of soap, a little soap and water. Um, a little, yeah, they're like made out of some substance silica. that I assume is they're very silica. easy. Yeah, they're probably very easy to clean. He he wasn't there was no black in his shoes though. I saw some some people with predominantly white shoes, but there's a little bit of black in them. Uh, not that that's generally a bad thing or anything, but at a white party, it seemed like everyone was wearing all white. I don't know, man. The, the, Do you the, think he got drunk? He was in a photo with a glass of champagne. Yep. And the other photo where he's holding a drink, it's hard to tell if it's alcoholic or not. I don't think he drinks all that much. He does not. I know he doesn't. And so I don't think he did. I know. So he posed for a photo with Donovan Mitchell, the Cavaliers star. And they're friends. And we know that they went back and forth after the, the Cavs traded for him last year and, and exchanged some messages. And so maybe that's the end, by the way. Not sure. I mean, he's obviously cool with Brady as well. Maybe the end's there. Or maybe it's just directly with Michael Rubin and the fanatic stuff that he's he's done in the past. But Donovan Mitchell posted on his Instagram, it was 11.59. And I assume he's still on the West Coast, 11.59. And he was like, liver still recovering or something like that. And he was in bed watching TV. Um, so Donovan Mitchell clearly was hungover. I don't think Joe was, if I had to guess. I bet he had a few drinks, you know, but uh, I don't know. It, it would almost surprise me because I just don't think he drinks that that often. It, it would be very surprising, I think. And there weren't – not that there would be photos of this, but there weren't photos of him late into the night where some other celebrities were pictured, you know, partying a little bit as, as the night went on. All the photos of him, a lot of what I saw, there was still daylight. He's hanging out with Devontae Adams quite a bit. Donovan Mitchell uh, uh, quite a bit as well. What are you trying to say? Oh I'm my saying goodness. he was hanging out with other football players. And other Devontae athletes. Adams. 
Oh, oh, oh. I'm just this, this ties into our next question so we can move off this topic of the white party. Can you tell I'm getting anxious about it? Since oh, James. Oh, okay. Go ahead. It's still about the white party. So it's still ahead. about the white party. Since James 83, if you went to the white party, James, who would you be angling to talk to? Excluding Joe Burrow. You can talk to one person at the white party. It's tough. I mean, you're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio was there. Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck was there. Like high end. Th those would be two, I would say, like about their just to talk to them. I don't know. You know, I don't even know what the heck I would bring to the table there, but it would be Brady for me. Right. Of course, it's Tom Brady. I mean, there's he's my favorite non Bengal, certainly. I mean, Chad's up there for me, but uh, Brady is uh, as in a class of his own. So I would love to pick Brady's brain. Um, that said, just to be very, very clear for the Locked on Bengals listeners, and I don't think this will shock anyone. If and when Michael Rubin invites the Locked on Bengals podcast to his next white party, I will be there late into the night. I promise you that. <laughs> there is no way I'm going to that. And I'm not Joe Burrow. I don't have to perform in training camp in three weeks. I don't. All right? I will be there late into the night. So I got you, Michael. I will uh, drink your champagne and uh, your, your liqueur. And any tequila you have, and whatever else you got. Alcohol, Joe is just to be very clear. I would not be, obviously, as, as our listeners know. Joe is also hanging out with Des Bryant in a couple of photos, who is also there. Comeback dot 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 question mark. And, and CJ Stroud, who he knows from Ohio State, of course. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I'm not. I'm not fussed to talk to most would of you, these people. Jay Z was there. He's kind of. Would you have I, attended this? You don't even sound I, excited I, about it. I'm not. So I'm not excited about it. No. Are you uh, bummed Burrow went? Are you bummed Burrow went? No, I, I get it. I get why he would go. Okay. Uh, but Joe Burrow and I are very different people for <laughs> many, many reasons. Like, list a thing, and we're different about it. There's a That's few ways not... over the years I've tried to relate to Joe Burrow and be like, yeah, see, we're we're just like him, right? But no. I mean, Joe Burrow is is – Understatement of the year. Jake Listen right. and Joe Burrow are different. I mean, you, you get the point, though. Yes. Like, would I go? Yes, because it's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing to to see what these people are are like, you know, in a social setting and, and see what that's like because that, that would be kind of interesting if nothing else. I, I would be going at it from a pretty academic perspective, though, I think. The I people watching would be – it would be the best people watching yeah. in history. So Let's I agree talk. with you. Let's talk about Joe Burrow's projected stat line for 2023 and get into some football topics. We had to make sure we, we hit on these. You think white Zach party Taylor notes. would go to the white party? You think no. Zach Taylor would go? I don't think so. Would Joe? Like if Joe's like, hey, Zach, let's go. I mean, if Joe is like, come on, man, come, come do this thing, with, then maybe Zach would I feel Zach's like Zach such would a be family like, nah, guy. man. Yeah, like, nah, man, I'm good. Yeah. I'll, I'll see up. you Monday. Coming up next, we'll talk about a projected stat line for Joe Burrow in 2023 and expectations for rookie Miles Murphy as we continue this episode of the Locked on Bengals Mailbag. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is a one-stop shop for all things sports wagering. Whether you want to wager on Major League Baseball and take a swing at MLB wagering on baseball, well, now's the perfect time. Because if you've been toying with the idea Right now, you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. So let's say you bet 20 bucks. 
you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. You can take advantage of this great offer right now at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Plus, maybe you want to get in on the action on some NFL futures bets, all of this NBA action and free agency, making it really, really interesting. You can go that route as well. But the only route to do it where you're going to get that $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, is by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on. They're America's number one sports book for a reason. FanDuel.com slash locked on. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. James, let's take a stab at a 2023 stat line for Joe Burrow. If you take a look at his 2021 and 2022 averages, as this question comes from Cincy Spence 19, drop a Joe Burrow 2023 regular season stat line just for fun. In 2021 to 2022, Joe Burrow's per 17 game average is 4,827 yards, 37 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, and 49 sacks for the things we can extrapolate to whole seasons. So with that in mind, that that little bit of context there, what do you got for 2023? I'm going high, and this is my expectation for Joe, just to be very, very clear. I I expect a lot from this offense. I'm not trying to add pressure, nor do I think that it would add pressure to Joe Burrow or this offense. That said, he completed 70.4% of his passes, led the league in 2021. In completion percentage last year it took a, a bit of a step back still over 68 percent really really good i'll split the difference with a nice 69 percent completion percentage this year for joe burrow yards wise it's going to be a career high in yards as he pushes jake lisco for that third mvp trophy in bengals history two quarterbacks have done it he's going to be the third at some point maybe it's this year i'm not going to predict that but i have him throwing for five thousand. 200 and I'll say 42 yards. The touchdowns, you said he was on pace for what, 38? If you extrapolate it, 37, something like that. I think he throws more than than 40. Sets another Bengals record for touchdown passes. I'll say 44 tutties for Joe Burrow. And interceptions, I actually think they'll drop a little bit. Not a ton, a little bit. I'll say 11 interceptions. And, oh, no, he threw 12 last year. Let's go with 10. 10 picks in the sacks. That's going to be the difference maker here. I think we're going to see a Burrow that takes sacks here and there, but he's much better about it. The offensive line is much better about it. I think he will get sacked 28 times, less than two a game, 28 times this season, which is just so much less. Than the past. I mean, he's got sacked 32 times as a rookie year, and he only played 10 games, just to give you an idea. Yeah. I think that those are probably some of the higher-end projections you'll get for Joe Burrow, although I, I don't think they're unreasonable. I'm going to be a little bit lower on most of those numbers, like 5,100 passing yards. But I think he Which would be great. 5, it's still, yeah, it's still really good. And, and that comes with unlocking a little bit more of the deep ball, 
right? And and a, a, a consistent passing volume. They went from 520 passes for Joe Burrow in, in 16 games in 2021 to 606 in 2022. They didn't get that 17th game. I think the 17th game makes a big deal, uh, a big difference as well. And, and adding obviously like 280 to 320 yards or so on average to the projection. Uh, touchdowns, I can see easily 42, 40. I, I can see him breaking 40 pretty easily. Interceptions, I think I'm a little bit more bullish than you. I think the interceptions, I, I think that the luck on interceptions has to regress in a positive way for Joe Burrow. He's been very unlucky in terms of interceptions for two years now, and maybe that's just going to be who he is and, and the kind of luck that he deals with in his NFL career. But I can see that getting into the single digits. So let's say nine or eight interceptions the yards per attempt is one that we, we didn't talk about but from 8.9 in 2021 to 7.4 in 2022 like to split the difference there get that back toward eight see that number creep up a little bit yards per game for burrow also down in 2022 compared to 2021 and in order to get to those 5,000 plus yard numbers we're talking about he'll have to bring that number over 300 yards or, or close to 300 yards in order to do that and for sacks I think that two a game is a fair projection at this point in time, maybe 2.2 a game or so, somewhere around 30 to 35 sacks, hmm. uh, maybe maybe 36. A, a few less because he did just stop taking sacks. And if you were to look at a game log for Burrow, which I don't have pulled up right now, and looked at the second half of the season, which I now do have pulled up, the sack number was less than two a game. Mm-hmm. So... It was, it was 1.5 per game for the last eight games of the season. And so that is the trend. And that includes mm-hmm. games against Pittsburgh and Cleveland and, and some of the better pass rushing teams and Kansas City. So some of the better pass rushers there that they face. Then that's where you come up with the, you know, 25, 26 sacks. If he continues that stretch of sack avoidance. Yeah. Sign me up for that. I mean, if if you if you tell me, 5,000 yards, 40-plus touchdowns, interceptions, single digits, and in under let, – let's just go high. Under 35 sacks, this offense. Oh, boy, Jake, let's go. This offense is going to be a fireworks show. We're going to be seeing Jake Wu and Gritty. It's going to be – No, we won't it, see it, that. It, but the offense will be very good. It's going to be wild. We will, A little bit. Maybe not the Gritty, but the Wu. Might be the dead. Wu's coming, man. We'll see. The Wu's coming. Oh, we'll yeah. see. The woo is coming. I don't want you to forget. And, and you might be wooing when you're watching Miles Murphy. Let's get to that next question. Expectations for Miles Murphy this season. And I forget who asked it, but uh, let's uh, let's start there. Expectations for Miles Murphy. Will Schmitz 04. Will underscore Schmitz 04 on Twitter asked the question. Thanks, Will. Sorry the, about that. This is a difficult question because it's hard to project playing time for Miles Murphy this year. You look at the players on the Bengals at the edge position last year. Sam Hubbard played 962 snaps. Trey Hendrickson played 732 snaps. Joseph Osai and Cam Sample, respectively, played 418 and 480 snaps. So you'd like to see the numbers come down a little bit for Hubbard. Well, quite a bit for Hubbard and a little bit for Hendrickson, although Hubbard never wants to come off the field. So that'll be its own challenge. But the biggest challenge in projecting Miles Murphy this year is figuring out where the snaps coming and what position are they coming? Are they going to kick him inside and have him play 
on the inside in some NASCAR packages with these other guys, with Joseph Osai, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, or some combination thereof on the field. Maybe BJ Hill's in some of those, maybe not. So that is part of the challenge. I, I think I would be looking around that 400 snap range and then if you're in that 400 snap range and you look at Joseph Osai's year last year, Joseph Osai had 32 pressures, according to PFF, on those snaps. And this is including the postseason, by the way. So in the regular season, maybe that number is more like 350 or 330. The pressure number goes down a little bit. I, I have a really hard time with this question right now, James, just because figuring out where he's going to play, how he's going to get on the field is the biggest question. And then... Beyond that, I think he'll be a, a fine run defender right away and a hustle, a lot of hustle pressures and a few, a few good pressures. Like we'll, we'll sprinkle him, we'll see flashes, but he's not going to be, you know, a dominant pass rusher right away. I think we'll see some flashes of it, though. He's still very young. You're going to see some development over the course of the year. And, and he will be, I think, a solid contributor. But I, I wonder you know, especially early, if, if we'll see the consistency from Miles Murphy. Yeah, I think that's – it's going to be tough for him because the, he, there's just guys ahead of him. What would you set the over-under? Let, let's set it at three and a half sacks. Would you take the over or the under? I, I like the over there. I, I think four or five is, is possible, especially if he gets so if in it, there and pass rushing. So practice. if it's at four and a half, I was I – was th- so if it's at four and a half, would you take the over or the under? Because then it gets real interesting. Then it's very challenging. Then I, I might hedge on the under just because of the playing time questions. Yeah, it's tough. Look, in a perfect world, he'll have that. He'll have some splash plays, but he won't be on the field a ton. But he'll give them enough on defense to where they don't exhaust Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. That's sort of what I want from him. Like more than you got from Dax Hill last year because you just rotate more than they did with the safeties but you don't want to see him all the time because that means something went wrong. So hopefully he's not putting up huge numbers unless he's just that dominant, which I think is unrealistic. Um, So expectations for him to be a a solid contributor on defense. I agree. I think he's a really good run defender right away and uh, he'll have some hustle sacks and and some good splash plays. So four sacks sounds right. And, uh, and we'll see with miles Murphy, but let's go from, talking offense and some defense to offense versus defense. We'll do that coming up next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, James. First, we need a scoring system for this question, which comes from Akila at Akila the Goat. Offense versus defense, full game, who wins? And... Are we saying that are the defensive players are just playing offense and the offensive players are playing defense or just switching when oh, one no. has the ball and the other has the ball? No, I think it's three drives. That's what I would say. Three drives. An odd number of drives. Does the offense go get points or not? Does the defense have an interception or not? Do they force a three and out? Like that's 
that's kind of how the Bengals score in in camp when they do these types of drills. Well, but that's so not this question. The question is full game. So I think they have to switch sides for this question. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if that happens, I already know where I'm going. So go ahead. I feel like I feel like the offense has a massive advantage because they have a quarterback, right? I mean, then the defense gets to play the thing that they're comfortable with. But I guess, you know what? Do, do, does the Bengals offense get any pressure on the Bengals defense if the Bengals defense is on offense? Sure. You don't think so? Could the Bengals defense just hand the ball to who would be the running back on the defense? Like get the ball to Dax Hill in the flat, let him run. Use their speed. I mean, Jamar Chase is there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Andre Yosavash could play a little bit. Yeah. I'd line him up. Hard to make a case for the defense in this one. I, to me, I, and I was thinking it was going to be offense defense and that's it. Right. We can do um, that too. But no, but that that's fine. To me, go ahead and bet against Joe and Jamar. That's kind of what I keep coming back to with this team. Like when people set expectations stuff, it's like I'm not betting against those dudes. Like I've just seen it too much already in, in two years for Jamar and, and three years for Joe. Like I just I'm good. So yeah, I, I I would lean that way. And that said, it's not like I feel great about betting against DJ Reader or Mike Hilton or or Chidobe Awuzier, or Trey Hendrickson, or Sam Hubbard. So it's tough. And, and that's the other part of this. You could throw at the Sam Hubbard and Miles Murphy and, and get those guys. Trey Hendrickson, who's tackling that on offense? That's the other part of this. Different kind of athletes, right? Like the offensive line isn't running very well, not getting as much pressure. So who, who's playing in your defensive front? If you're the offense, that would be my biggest question. I I would drop eight, play three. Well, that then can you just run the ball, right? I would have drop eight is relative because they don't have a quarterback. I would have like five linebackers. <laughs> yeah, like, but you know, like three defensive backs. I'd have five guys playing line. Like Jamar would be in there. You'd put some like good athletes in there. I think you could probably run a high school offense. If you're that and defense, it would be in- and, and like run a run an option offense, and and it would be pretty tough. If Does you could Burrow run an play linebacker? Off- is Burrow playing when the defense is on the field? You have to. Yeah, I guess he has to. I, I, Burrow's probably a safety, right? Maybe he's a linebacker. I don't know, man. He's a, he's a big. He's big for either position. He's not big for a linebacker. D- tall. 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 Yes. Tall. No, not um, big. Yeah, big. He's not. Correct. He's, he's, he's like fairly big for a safety. Safety, yeah. This is interesting. I, I want to see the flag football game now. The flag football game? Because we could do the flag football game. Yeah. And I would love to be the, the guest player on either side, please, and thank you. All you want to do is work out with these guys. I love No it. doubt. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I would love to do that. I'm not and faulting flag, you. I think I would be okay. As long as I don't have to get hit, I think I'd be fine. Um, I'm not saying I'd be good. I'd just be fine. I think when you start to think about like the, Ooh, the Chris different Evans kinds. would be good. Chris Evans would be a good linebacker. Chris Evans is, is like a, a DV. Nah, he'd be a good linebacker. Joe Mixon is a linebacker. That's what I'm. But you're talking about speed. Drew, they can hit hard. Drew Sample is your defensive end. Irv Smith yeah. is is a tweener. 
He's he's like a, an overhang backer. San Reddick. Yeah, something like that. That's what he is, right? Um, okay. If if it's just three drives, I mean, we've seen in the scoring systems they use in training camp to go back to to that idea. The defense can and does win those from time to time. So I, I like those those units working to a draw. I know you say don't bet against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, but we have hist- historic historical evidence. We have history of the defense coming out on top of these exercises in training camp. And so if it, you know, if it's three drives, anything could happen. That's a very small sample size, but I think that just being gung ho and saying, yeah, offense, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase doesn't give the defense enough credit for what they've done in these sorts of exercises in the past. Sure. That's fair. I, I think it depends on when you do it too. Offense is always behind early in camp. And that's usually when that happens. Also, I just thought about it. Orlando Brown Jr. in the, the nose tackle role. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Who's – I know. He just <laughs> – I mean, DJ. D, put, put DJ and, and, and Tupo at left guard, and – At left guard. Those are your – that's your interiors. DJ and Tupo and – DJ versus Orlando Brown Jr. That is just – and Volson. You put Volson in there at, at DT. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Someone should do that in Madden. Come on now. Come on, Locked On listeners. Somebody should come up with a, a better simulation and do it. I don't like Madden very much for well, football simulation. But 2K it is all should we come have. back. 2K should come back. Do some creative player stuff. There, there's a project for somebody. Do a creative player and, and take the Bengals offense and put them into defensive positions and customize their stats accordingly for defense and – because they're they're off they're gonna have like twelve for tackle or whatever I don't know how Madden works but yeah, you know you're gonna have to actually do some some rating massaging as you switch the defense to the offense the offense to the defense and figure out who's gonna do what who who's the former quarterback in the Bengals defense do they have one I'm sure they have one I'm I'm hmm. I'm These just guys, not, like Logan Wilson can probably play it I'm assuming that so, like so so often you see oh Cam Taylor Britt Cam Taylor Britt in high school okay. There you, go. there you go. Yeah, I was going to say, and, like, so and often. That's what you, you do. You run that high school triple option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, closing thought before we get out of here, James, a couple of, of comparable rookie seasons that, that you could go look at for, uh, for what you could reasonably expect for Miles Murphy, just because I've been thinking about this while you're thinking about Orlando Brown at Nose Tackle, Arnold Ebicati in Atlanta, Kingsley and Igbari in Green Bay, and Boye Mafe in Seattle are a handful of guys that had between 350 and 460 snaps or so last year or 500 snaps in the case of Arnold Ebicati and, and are guys that I think could have similar kinds of uh, seasons to what you could reasonably expect from Miles Murphy this year. They, they were in the twenties for the most part for pressures, solid run defense uh, for, for most of those guys. And, you know, three sacks each. So there's a few examples you could look at. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I think that's reasonable. We'll see. We'll see. Jake, camp is less than three weeks away. Which means I should book flights and pick, finalize some of these dates, pick some dates. I have not finalized that yet. would like to catch a Reds game. The Reds are exciting right now. That's going to do it. For this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast, we're going to talk about the AFC North. 
a little bit in our next episode. Is it? This is a Rob Hill question, by the way, that was too big for one mailbag. Is it going to be an obstacle or how significant an obstacle will it be in the Bengals quest for the one seed compared to what the Bills have to face in the AFC East or the Chiefs have to face in the AFC West? We'll be back with that and more tomorrow. Back-to-back episodes this week with the holiday in there. Until then, thanks for listening. Hooday, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.